Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I am live from Pelham's Wasteland. Today, we are taking a break from superhero RPGs. It's been kind of a long break, but hopefully it'll come back soon. And I'm going to do an overview of Feng Shui 2, because I am playing it tomorrow night. And um, yeah, it's a, a neat system. I'm enjoying uh, researching it and all of that sort of stuff. So... Feng Shui 2, stay tuned to hear about it. So, Feng Shui 2, what is it? Well, it is the sequel to Feng Shui. Both of them are action movie role-playing. Role-playing games designed to emulate action movies. Feng Shui 2 is the, the more recent one. Um, and I mentioned it before because um, Robin Laws, who came up in discussion of HeroQuest Glorantha, is the one of the leads on it, the lead designer or something, I don't know, written and designed by Robin D. Laws. So, Feng Shui 2. Um, it is designed for high-intensity, high-action gameplay. And so, the way that pretty much everything works... It's pretty straightforward. The rolls, you roll 2d6 of different colors. One of them is your positive die, and one of them is your negative die. You get a swerve amount based on the positive minus the negative. So if you roll a positive of 1 and a negative of 4, your swerve is minus 3. You roll a positive of 6 and a negative of 2, your swerve is plus 4. You add that to whatever you are checking to get your amount. Generally in combat, what that means is comparing, adding it to your combat, relevant combat skill that you are attacking with or the relevant combat skill that you are using for a stunt. You do that and you get a result. You compare it either to a difficulty or to the enemy's defense in combat. And that gives you a certain level of success. Very, very straightforward system. One of the things that this means is that the range of potential values, unlike in a D20 game where you have, you know, D20s are pretty swingy when you get down to it. Having plus 1D6, minus 1D6 means that the range of potential values, there's still some swinginess. Um, you can definitely get, you know, you can get a 1 and a 6. But it means that the, the total range that your numbers are going to be affected by is not that much. And when you have, for instance, like an attack skill of 13 or 14, you're likely to hit pretty regularly. And I think that's one of the things that Feng Shui 2 is really built around this idea that, um, for instance, when you're fighting, they call them mooks, when you're fighting unnamed enemies who are just sort of you know, they're stormtroopers. They're just there to take hits and get beaten up on. Um, you pretty consistently every round will be able to pop one of them and um, take them down. And so that's a... Um, uh, that leads into kind of what the game is about, which is it's less of the... Um, mechanical intensity and more it's about kind of 
making fun descriptions of, you know, how do you kill this one? And how do you, how do you shoot this one? Or how do you, you know, dive through the window and shoot at these guys and all that sort of stuff. So next section, after we talk about the basic die rules, creating your hero, there are a whole bunch of archetypes. I think there are 36 of them. And the archetypes are all very classic action hero characters, both from Eastern action movies and Western action movies. So there is a, a spy who comes with a Walter PPK. There's um, a sword master who has lost everything but his sword. There's a ninja. There's a two-fisted archaeologist who... Um, Obviously, they can't call him Indiana Jones, but you know who we're talking about. Um, there's all sorts of different um, character examples, essentially a whole bunch of classes that you could play as. Um, all of them are totally viable, and they all look really cool. Then we talk in the book, the next section is butt kicking up, and it's the action, the combat rules. And... Um, it's basically what I explained before. You use your 2d6 for swerve. You get a number. If you beat the opponent's defenses, you add the amount that you beat the opponent's defenses by to your um, damage. So you get damage from the weapon plus the amount that you beat their successes by. With mooks, it's just one-hit kills. Um, so yeah game the game moves pretty quickly the danger of course is that sometimes the mooks will shoot back and things like that and so there's you know back and forth there's a lot of i will say one of the really cool things about this game is that there's a ton of um humor put into the sort of commentary of the game so for instance there's a discussion about how long does one sequence last so the way that the game tracks initiative is in shots and sequences a sequence is a set of shots starting at the highest initiative rank and moving all the way down to zero or to one there is no zeroth shot and then the sequence starts again when asked how long are the sequences what the book says is the sequences are about 80 seconds long it shouldn't ever matter but we came to that conclusion by watching um the shootout in i believe it was hard-boiled and dividing the time it took by three deciding that it was three sequences long of action um yeah very very um fun part of the idea is that there's a lot of um choices that you make with regard to shots so for instance, you have your your starting shot that you actually act on most attacks take three shots to essentially recover from, to take another shot, to do another action. Um, but there's some stuff like, for instance, you can dodge, which costs you one shot and makes you harder to hit. Um, there's also the use of fortune for different things, all of that sort of stuff. So then we have rules for skills. The skill rules are very straightforward. They work pretty much like everything else. The two swerve die, um, two swerve dice, and then comparing your skill to a target number. Um, then we have rules for guns. And there's a description of here's what the gun statistics mean. And then here's a whole bunch of different guns that are available if you want slight mechanical variation on your particular brand of 
pistol or assault rifle or whatever else. Um, then we have a section on martial arts upgrades, basically learning Kung Fu, a section on vehicle rules, vehicle chases, um, between different, um, so that you can have your, you know, car chase in the middle of your action movie game. Um, a section on sorcery, not just for Unix anymore. A chapter on um, transformed beasts, because apparently that's a, a Wuxia thing. I think that's how you pronounce Wuxia, Wuxia, Wuxia. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, a, a chapter on futuristic mutants and scrounge tech as they put the um, the sort of post-apocalyptic technology stuff. Then we have a chapter on enemies, and one of the things that they talked about is that um, there are the mooks, which are weak and you kill them, and then there are named foes. So there are um, all the way up to kind of foes that are at about equal level to the players, and then foes that are bosses that are designed to be, you know, one of them can take on several player characters. And of course, the player characters are pretty tough. So that means that these are pretty powerful. And there's a discussion of how having interesting enemies will make your combats more interesting. That what you want in this system is, you know, interesting environments with lots of stuff to do for action movie stunts. Really big, you know, over-the-top enemies that are really exciting and um, and interesting and have, have big personalities that will be memorable, all that sort of stuff. Um, then we have a section on running the game, um, which is your sort of, in many ways, your um, GM advice section. And then it's all stuff about the world, the, the Chi War, um, which is this war going on that affects different times there's um ancient china there's sort of late medieval to renaissance china there's modern day hong kong and then there's the future and um, all of them are involved in this um interdimensional war the the chi war um and then we have an adventure Oh, and a section, you know, there's a glossary and including a select filmography. There's a list of movies that you should watch to get into the um, the spirit of um, the, the various uh, movies that this game is about. Um, Anyway, and it's a, a long list. I've seen some of them. I'm trying to think of which ones that I've actually seen. Um, a couple, not a whole lot. Um, but then there's also, there's a lot that's... Um, you know, there's plenty that you can take from Western action movies, and there's obviously um, lots of different Western action movies that you can um, get into. Um, anyway, um, 
there's even one thing that I'm not going to talk about right now, but I'm going to talk about later. I'm going to talk about it for my R-rated um, week in July. There's Robin Laws has a supplement called um, Blowing Up the Movies, which is really cool. Um, Blowing Up the Movies is a description of basically how to run or how to gamify all of these different action movies. And since a number of them are rated R, I thought, oh, well, that's a perfect way to talk about um, R-rated material in um, different in games. But yeah, Feng Shui 2, really straightforward system. Almost everything you need to know is on the character sheet, which is great. Um, I like... I don't know. One of the things that I like with what I feel like is this kind of elegant game design is when you can look at a character sheet and see this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. This is kind of how my character functions, right? When the rules allow for that, that's something that I think is really cool. Um, as opposed to sometimes when you have, you know, 12 different things that your character can do and they're hidden away in all different parts of the rule book. And I don't know how many games do exactly that, but that seems like the sort of worst case scenario. Um, anyway, Feng Shui 2, the, the book, it also has really gorgeous artwork. It's great. Feels very thematic. Um, super fun. I am going to play this game with my dad and my girlfriend and my little sister's boyfriend, on Thursday night, so I think on Friday, I will come back with a, a sort of debrief of how it went to play, because I don't think any of them have any particular experience with um, role-playing games, and that's one of the things that I like about Feng Shui 2, is that mechanically, there's just not that much going on. A lot of it is just describe the badass thing that you want to do, Um and so, yeah, I, I'm hoping that that will work quite well for, for that group. So we shall see. So that was Feng Shui 2. Um, I know I haven't done a supers overview in a little while, which, um, I mean, it's been like six days. So um, that's a while for me, I guess, since I, I seem to just pump out episodes when I'm feeling good. It happens a lot. Um, I have a couple up on the docket that are coming up that I hope to do soon. I might even get to another one this afternoon. I suppose we shall see based on how I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, I... I think in the future, I'm not going to try to do a month of something. I'm going to try to do like a week of something because that seems much easier to um, stick to and to actually kind of fulfill. And um, it would still be something kind of special and cool. And if you're interested in following the podcast, you'd be able to follow along and be like, hey, this is, you know, a sort of special a special event going on without me feeling like at this point I've talked about so many supers games that they all start to kind of, you know, blend together. And I, you know, want to take breaks to talk about things like feng shui too, which, you know, you could actually run a um, sort of low supers game in it pretty well in, in the sense of not having actual like superpowers, but kind of, um, 
yeah, action and the way that the fortune and the chi points work and all of that sort of stuff, you could do something kind of super Z with feng shui too, if you really wanted to. Um, but that's not, not quite what it is designed for. Um, anyway, I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland. Hit me up on Twitter at Couch from Powis or here on Anchor at Live from Pelham's Wasteland, and I will see you next time.